0: Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment.
1: It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by Hagen Oaks, America's most awarded golf facility, and Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality.
2: Welcome into the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Scott, I don't know, I, we never have time to talk about what we're doing because we get such great guests, and uh, we fill up the hour. Coming up, Mitch Jurisic. Remember Mitch from uh, Hooked on Golf? Half that team, uh, along with Emmy Moore Minister, uh, both uh, icons in in Northern California golf, we're going to talk about a social gathering that they just had down in uh, San Jose. Mike Woods, PGA Director of Golf at uh, Hagen Oaks, is going to tell us, uh, well, he's going to explain how his game has come around to the point that he just won the uh, Senior Player of the Year for the Northern California PGA. And Tim Pulley, uh, he's the PGA Director of, uh, or Head Golf Professional at Yola Flyers club in woodland we're going to talk about that club and and what they have to offer and and, and memberships and so forth so once again we've uh, filled up an hour with uh, with more than uh, we have time for so we'll get to it right after this
1: It's the golf to go hour with Frank Larosa.
2: you are listening to the golf to go radio hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. hi I'm Frank Larosa along with uh, Scott Marsh uh, we are welcoming in. A couple of people that uh, are, are great uh, long friends in the golf business. Uh, Mitch Juricic uh, you'll remember, as, uh, as half of the team hooked on golf. Uh, Mitch and John Abendroth for years uh, did uh, television and radio. And Emmy uh, Moore Minister. Well, I actually, I didn't mean to use all Emmy's names because there's, uh, there's Cher, there's, there's Elvis, there's Bono. There's people that go by one name, and, and we know Emmy as Emmy emmy uh and uh, mitch thanks so much for being on the show today my pleasure hey uh you guys uh, had all the fun last week uh i unfortunately was not able to make it down to cinnabar hills um uh in the, in the past uh years uh, the uh the california golf Raiders always did a, an event uh during at&t week on tuesday night and um, you know mitch I'll, I'll let you speak more to the history of it but But uh, for one reason or another, it um, it uh, got dropped a few years ago. And then uh, you and I and a couple of other folks tried to put together a a couple of uh, golf writers uh, events. We did one at Cinnabar, one up here at Hagen Oaks and and uh, covid then got in the way of that. And and here you got together with um, with John Shiro and Emmy and you all put together a, a friends of golf, basically, and come on down and say hi. And I couldn't get out of town, unfortunately, and missed that. So uh, tell me about the fun you guys all had.
1: Well, we, we sure did miss you there. It would have been great to have you there, and I think you would have had a ball. Um, the Golf Riders Dinner, as you said, it went on for about 57 years. Uh, some of the history of it, uh, before it got to Spanish Bay, it was at uh, Old El Monte, it was at Monterey Peninsula Country Club and it was just a great event sometimes we had as many as 350 people in the room and the star of that thing and the and the the life behind it was uh, the late bob murphy from stanford fame and uh, the greatest mc of all time and we used to have a ball and uh, the best part of it was and i think emmy would bear uh, bear me out on this was hanging out in the foyer before you went into the ballroom you know everybody had a couple of drinks and it was it was a time where you could see all the people in golf in Northern California that were there. And it was great in that if, if you hadn't seen somebody all year, you knew you were going to see them every year down at the golf writers' dinner. And we lost that, as you said, due to COVID. And so one day I was having lunch with John Shiro, and I said, we really missed that, where we all got together and got to see each other. So we came up with, why don't we have a social gathering of golf? And we thought about it and said, well, gee, you know, it's a good idea, but how the heck do we do that? And we came up with some ideas. Then we brought Emmy on board and things took off. And so that's kind of a recap there. We had the event last week and the golf industry is such a special industry. In, in and, uh, you know, because it's, it's a competitive industry, but everybody's still friends. So it was great to see everyone, uh, especially people like Roger Maltby was there, uh, uh, Jesse Ortiz, Ron Reed. We can just go down the line. It was it was a real good time.
2: Just keep rubbing it in the fact that I missed it. It was a real good time. <laughs> uh, Amy, you know, uh, as always, you 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 had your your camera out and and uh, documented the whole thing and and sent out some great photos and posted them on Facebook. Um, that's what you've been doing for years with your with your clients. Um, you you are the founder of Doctors Orders Play Golf. You you uh, have been a board member uh, until recently with the California Alliance for Golf. Um, golf and Emmy kind of uh, are synonymous. Uh, what What you think about the event?
3: Oh, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. The original event, you know, Murph of course was just so charming and wonderful in his dry sense of humor. But Kristen Hunter and her sister and that team were the ones that were really the glue that put it together. Remember, Mitch? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They worked their tails off. Uh, but the event was phenomenal. We had pros at this event, superintendents, owners, golf coaches. Uh, it was such a. Um, it was like a. It felt like a. A quilt of the golf industry, you know, patchwork quilt, and everybody just kind of picked up where they left off. They left off, and there was lots of laughter. I can assure you.
2: Certainly, all those people that you mentioned uh, that that all our friends from Northern California were, were there. But uh, over the years, uh, many many of the tour's luminaries were were not only um, came and, and enjoyed the event as well, but uh, in many cases were awarded. And I remember. Uh, Tiger Woods being there, and and um, the, the Robert Trent Jones, um, uh, the the owners of, of Pebble Beach. I remember one night uh, they were on stage, had some fun as well. So it, it it's it's as Mitch says, you know, with the with the fifty plus years of history, it was it was an event that uh, is sorely missed, and and I appreciate what you both are trying to do to to kind of keep the thing going.
3: Well, and I was I I was going to mention. Mitch, you might remember how Bill uh, Murray used to come in and just kind of come in and salt the golf golfer. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it was funny as hell. Yeah, was
1: it, was, it was great. You know, if you go back in time, it, uh, people like Bob Hope used to come to this dinner. Uh, you know, Bob Murphy just had the draw. He could get people to come to this. Um, the, w- we could just go on and on with the celebrities that have been there, uh, you know, over the years. Um, they they just came in and they they would do a couple of minutes and we'd give out our awards and Frank as you said some of the people we we gave awards to you know the good guy award uh, we we had all the different kinds of awards that we gave out there were probably about eight or ten every every uh, night but uh, and, and David Faraday actually described this dinner one time is that it's it's the longest dinner he'd ever been to that the waiter just came up to him and asked him how he wanted his eggs for breakfast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, when, when you think about it, uh, we've all had a, a lot of fun in the golf business over the years. And, Emmy, and, uh, I know you continue to stay very busy. Uh, catch us up on, on what you're doing right now.
3: Well, I am helping our California Alliance for Golf, which is the the voice of golf in California, Uh, There was legislation that had come up uh, this last year to actually um, incentivize developers to take over public facilities to be able to build affordable housing. We know there's a housing problem in the state of California, but we also know that golf has never been busier or after the pandemic and more people taking up the game for health, wellness, and just pure enjoyment purposes. This is not the time to take golf courses away. So um, a group of golf leaders came together and many people who were just people who were passionate about the game and, and endorsed and wrote letters, and we had a campaign. We went to the Capitol, they testified, and we were able to defeat, defeat two bills. So that's been taking up a little bit of time, um, but it's all for the good of golf in California.
2: That's good stuff. Um, Mitch, uh, Scott and I were, were talking earlier about uh, – you know some memories about about the hooked on golf days. You know, you know I think everybody that uh, had any sense of of uh, an appreciation for the game wanted to be either you or John, and uh, be out every week at those golf courses where you were playing and and uh, trying to convince us that it was a job and you were working hard.
1: Man, was it a job! Holy, <laughs> I'm so tired. We haven't done a show for uh, ten years, which is about. It was a lot of fun to do, and it was fun that the idea that I came up with worked, and that was to be able to show golf courses to people that might not normally go to that course that would, would see it on our show and then travel so that the golf course got business from it. And that when that happened, that's where I really got a big head, um, you know, that the, the idea kind of worked. The idea being on TV was no big deal, but... That, that we did something to help promote golf is what really did it for me.
4: Mitch, I always kind of thought I've used the Huell Hauser of golf when I would watch those programs because it was just so fun seeing you go to so many different locations. I'm wondering, and I know it was a, a while ago, but just what were a couple of the, the favorite moments you had from, from doing that show or, or locations that you went to?
1: Oh, man. Uh, talk about putting me on the spot. Uh, I would say you'd have to say the first one, In that same year, we did our show at Casa Tiempo, which is a McKenzie design and a.
4: Sure, you did. And uh, it, w- it was just so fun to, to watch you, you, you travel around. And uh, I, I wish that show were still available. But uh, I'm, I'm a little upset with Frank for not, in, not getting me at the events here over all these years because I've been missing out on all this fun.
1: <laughs> oh, you, you have been. And, and, you know, I'd like to say one thing. After we stopped doing our event at, um, at, down at Pebble Beach at Spanish Bay, um, we did it two more years one down at Cinnabar Hills where we had the social gathering of golf. And, and the, the people down there, uh, the Brandenburgs, Lee Brandenburg, uh, who passed away, and his family, they have the great golf course there with the Brandenburg Museum, which is a must-see if you ever go to play there. They treated us so nicely. And then the last year that we actually did our dinner was right up there at Hagen Oaks with the fabulous Morton family, who were just so nice to us. And Sacramento is such a great area for golf. Uh, if we had to have a last one to go out somewhere, I think we, we kind of went out on top.
2: Never never say never, Mitch.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's yeah. true.
2: Who knows what next year is going to bring. Emmy, you know, uh, Mitch just mentioned the, the, the golf museum down at uh, Cinnabar Hills. Uh, you, you, you've been pretty impressed with that as well.
3: Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the credit goes to Curator. Well, besides the late and the iconic, uh, Mr. Lee Brandenburg, but the curation was done as the museum continues to be done and updated through, um, John Shiro, who we helped, you know, with this event. And it, it's pretty impressive. There's also trophies and Mitch might want to respond to it. And you've probably seen them, actual replicas of the championship trophies. And, um, they're they're encased, and they're just absolutely beautiful. Um, and, of course, people, golf icons, you know, like Ken, Ken Venturi. There's a whole, you know, a lot of Northern California golf folks, but a lot, at least spent a lot of time back at the Masters. Uh, there's a lot on that. But it's uh, also even got a section that recognizes the golf writers. And Frank, I think your name is there somewhere on that list.
2: You know, you, you mentioned the trophies. Um, I, I remember being invited to um, – to the unveiling of them. And I, I think Mitch was there as well. Uh, maybe yeah. you were there, Emmy, uh, but uh, uh, they invited uh, winners of those trophies. And, and they are the five trophies, the, the U S open, the British open, the, um, uh, the masters, uh, the PGA. And I think that the last one maybe was the Ryder cup. And uh, yeah. the idea was that he was going to invite um, legends that had played in those tournaments. And I remember Billy Casper and uh, Tony Jacklin, Doug Sanders, yeah. um, I'm blanking on the other two, both Bobs. Uh, in, in any event, we we media got to play with uh, with one of them, and um, as, as the story goes, uh, my recollection is that uh, Mr. Brandenburg was going to offer a, a cash prize to the winner of the tournament, and the, the five players looked at each other and said, "Tell you what, let's just split it." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, but what that a great exactly day! Right. Yeah, what a great day that was. I remember playing with Billy Casper, and uh, yeah, that, that that was a lot of fun and a great way to kick off the uh, the trophies coming to to that museum.
1: Well, I, I got to play with Doug Sanders, and he he looked wonderful. And somebody asked him, "Geez, you look great, Doug. What are you doing now?" And he said, "I'm I'm trying to arrange for my life and my cash." to run out at the same time. And we all, kind of, we all kind of laughed, and he said, don't laugh. I have to die right after lunch Tuesday. <laughs> That's
2: funny. Mitch, That's the, funny. Uh, the Hooked on Golf uh, continues uh, in the form of your foundation, which, uh, yep. which I've, I've known about for years and, and have worked with some people that have been beneficiaries. Tell us about the Hooked on Golf Foundation and how we can help.
1: Well, it was, it was something that uh, John and I wanted to do, uh, John has a marvelous saying that, that golf was good to him, and, and I include me in there, good to us. And we wanted to give back, and uh, we're not done giving yet. Uh, uh, basically, uh, painting with a broad brush here, our foundation helps uh, kids play golf, uh, pay, pay green fees or or supply some equipment wherever we can to to uh, schools or whatever, you know, kids group is out there. We, we try to help.
2: I remember when uh, we'd have John up at the, uh, the golf expo here at Hagen Oaks. Uh, he always, you know, I mean, John came up of his own accord, but he always came with a check as well to give to the first here in, 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 greater Sacramento. So what you, what you guys have done over the years is remarkable. And I applaud you and, uh, wish you well in keeping it going. True icons.
1: True icons. the kind words. Um, you know, what, what, uh, what people, you know, like, like Emmy um, and, and you and Scott do means a lot to, uh, to golf in Northern California. And, and I'll just add one more thing about that Brandenburg Museum. If you go down there, they have in case there uh, Dwight Eisenhower's actual green jacket from Augusta.
2: That's pretty remarkable,
1: it is. <laughs> Those aren't supposed to get out of there, are they? <laughs> um, well, you didn't hear me say it but they don't they don't
2: have
4: the tree that he was trying to get cut down forever that eventually came down at the course, do they,
1: John? <laughs> do they mitch? no, no they 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 don't. Um, and I was just uh I was always wondering if if Augusta was going to when that tree actually came down, make golf tees out of it i don't I don't know if they may have missed that business opportunity.
2: Amy, you've been uh, you've been uh, such a fixture in Northern California golf for so many years. I'm I'm going to throw you a question that uh, you know maybe may uh, you might have to think about. But uh, when when you think about all the years you've been involved, what what comes to mind? what What kind of stands out? What are you most proud of?
3: Oh my gosh, just so much, Frank. You know, being an honorary member of the PGA like yourself, that was pretty special, but it wasn't about me being an honorary member, and God knows I didn't get it for my playing ability. Um, (laughs) But um, but it's it's the relationships and the friendships and the the compassion people have for our teaching pros for for being able to help grow the game. Um, I think what was really um, gave me an appreciation, as you all know, you get in the golf business and you want to play golf, and then you're in it for 25 years, and all of a sudden you go, I'm not playing golf. But when the pandemic hit, things shifted, and I went, oh, my gosh, I need to get back out there. And working on trying to get those courses open with the protocols and, and then to see this wonderful um, surge of you know, all the growth of the game initiatives we've worked on, but to see people come out and for us to be able to introduce new people to the game, it's been, it's been pretty exciting.
2: That well spoken, and I think for all of us that have been involved in in the game, the the um, what what we've seen in the past couple of years really kind of warms our hearts. I'm, I'm guessing you as well, Mitch.
1: Oh, uh, abs- absolutely, and I want to echo what uh, Emmy said. When you get in the golf industry in any facet, I don't care what it is, when you walk through that portal, they should have a sign over the door that says, "You will now play less golf than anybody." <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're right. that, <laughs> and I was going to say, Tillman, you need to come out to yellow flyers club over here in Woodland, California yep. and uh, tee it up. Scott. Fulton, well, I, I, I you. wish I could, um,
1: you know, the golf gods looked down on me a few years ago and said, you've had enough pal. And I've got a little injury um, at the base of my left thun- thumb that precludes me from playing, but I still get out when my son and my wife go play. And, I mean, I can rake a bunker and tend to flag stick with the best of them.
2: Sounds, sounds like a foursome. You know, Emmy, uh, um, Scott was uh, was changing headsets when you offered that invitation to play Yolo Flyers. Um, otherwise, he'd, he'd probably be standing up ready to go right now. No,
4: what Frank didn't realize I got up and I started to get to my car. I was driving out there, and then Frank said, come back. She doesn't mean right now. <laughs>
3: Oh Scott, you have an open invitation. <laughs> Frank, I'm not so sure. No, of course you both. We want you out there.
4: I can't wait, Mitch. I'm glad to hear about the bunkers because I, I seem to find every bunker on the course. So it's good to know that you know how to take care of them after I get in there. We'll make a good duo.
1: Well, you know, I was in, in so many of them when I played. Yeah, I, I got pretty good at it. Hey, you know, can I? Do I get to ask one question? Sure. Of course. I, I'd like to ask Scott. Yes. Do you get like hazardous duty pay for working with Frank?
4: You know, I looked at my contract when I signed up for this, Yeah. and uh, unfortunately, the powers that be did not uh, provide that for me, but I'm, I need a new agent. Are you in the agency business now I as well? Am, I am
1: in the agency business, Excellent. and uh, I'd be glad to represent you. I
4: am glad to hear that. This this interview was very productive for me then. That's good to know. You know, after this show airs, we might have a whole
2: new setup next week. Who knows? <laughs> Mitch long uh, longtime uh, icon here in Northern California. Emmy, yes. you know, all, all you got to do is just say the name Emmy and everybody knows. Thank you so yep. much, both of Thanks. you, for being with us on the golf to go Radio Hour.
3: Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. you. And and, uh,
1: just just one last thing, just to let you know, if Emmy wasn't here, I wouldn't have done it with you two.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And I can appreciate (laughs) that as well. I can totally appreciate that. Thank
2: you guys both so much. This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour, back with more right after this.
1: It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa.
2: Welcome back to the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa, along with Scott Marsh, welcoming in a good friend to the show, Mr. Mike Woods, PGA Director of, uh, of Golf at the Hagen Oaks Golf Complex. And, uh, Mike, uh, we're really excited to, uh, to congratulate you. Uh, I just found out that uh, the for the Northern California PGA section – you are the Senior Player of the Year, which means, uh, well, I'm going to let you tell people what that means. First of all, congratulations and welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, kind of exciting. You know, you work hard on your game and then you get some results. That's always a always a good thing. But uh, yeah, I happen to have uh, a few more points than some of the other guys at the end of the uh, 2022 season.
2: I, I like I like that uh, very humble way you described that. I happen to have a couple more points than the other guys. Mike, you you had a, you had a brilliant year. I mean, uh first of all, you know, for 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 the years that uh, that your you you know, your your kids were younger and living at home, you you worked on your game a little bit, but you certainly didn't have the time to put into it now that um you know that uh, Sean and Leah are grown and and um you know, out out doing their own things. So uh, you've you've taken some time to work on your game, but, but your year has been brilliant and you've, you've actually, um, qualified for some, for some pretty major stuff.
5: Yeah, I've been fortunate, you know, you, you play well at the right times and, and, uh, sometimes things come together and Frank, you're right. I, I, uh, barely worked on my game for so many years and I loved my wife and I love raising our kids. And I coached, uh quite a few sports and our kids are really into music and 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 watch that and wouldn't trade that those experiences for the world but then they leave you know they just <laughs> they they like get up and go and are successful and are doing great and and then you know my wife and I look at each other and say what are we going to do today and uh uh Leslie's a a marathon runner and really does great with that and is really really great at that and um I told her a couple of years ago, I think I'm going to work on my golf game again and see, I've been fortunate when my body's doing well still at, after 50. And I just wanted to see uh, how good I could get. And then, so I, I'm that guy now that hits balls seven days a week and putts and chips. I've got my putter in my office here. It's it's 21 steps from my office to the practice screen here at Hagen Oaks. 21 <laughs> steps. There's no excuses. <sighs> and uh, I just have to get up and walk out there and hit some putts. And I do that every single day. And, and uh, you know, it pays dividends at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, you, you, you talk about uh, turning 50. And I saw Scott's eyes, you know, his eyebrows kind of raised a little bit. I um... want to see
4: the driver's license because I'm <laughs> I still have a hard time uh comprehending all this mike quite honestly are you taking some performance enhancing drugs or
5: what's going on <laughs> well sky you appreciate this i was very fortunate to play well in our our big event for the seniors our uh our championship for the northern california pj seniors and i uh, would have liked to have won it but i i stumbled a little at the end and finished in second and but I qualified for the PGA National Senior Championship. All the the top seniors in the country, and I went back to New Mexico a month ago, and I was a little nervous. I haven't played in one of these kind of things in quite a while, and and uh, but I I was ready, and I went and I got on the first tee, and this PGA member carded me, and <laughs> ah, uh, and, and and I couldn't tell if he was being serious or if he was joking and I so I said well I think I have a driver's license back in my golf bag over there and of course he was kidding but he he was giving me the same business there but I am 53 years old and and uh you know uh just trying to stay in shape and you know trying to uh stay fit the best I know how yeah well
4: you're doing an amazing job in the other part of it Frank that I was starting to be a little jealous but then happy for him was the the comments about how he hasn't played for years and all that stuff and then just steps out there and you know qualifies for all this stuff i mean it's just like i'm happy for you i'm jealous for you at the same time
2: (laughs) you know mike you didn't you didn't finish the story about uh the the tournament um and and how you finished
5: yeah so i did i did pretty good uh i uh it's a it's a four-day 72-hole event like a like a real tour event. And, you know, you get there early and play a couple practice rounds and, you know, playing six rounds in a row is kind of interesting, you know, I, that I don't do that very often and, <laughs> and, or ever. And, uh, but I, I, uh, I did make the cut and I uh, shot 70, 74, made the cut. And then um, I played really poorly on Saturday. Then uh, just, you know, like happens to a lot of us. I just couldn't find it. I searched, I found it on the 15th hole and uh played really poorly. And they had a another cut after Saturday's round to play on Sunday. And I did not make that final cut to play Sunday. So my wife and I got on a plane and made an early exit. And then on Sunday, uh a couple of our uh, NorCal guys, two of our guys did make the cut, and they uh on Sunday it was pouring rain and thirty to forty mile an hour winds. And uh the average score was eighty the final Ooh. round. So I wasn't too mad to get out of there before uh, all that happened
2: <laughs> you you had some some pretty major finishes though you finished uh, second in a couple of national tournaments too didn't you uh
5: not in the national ones but i i played uh you know i i am a senior um but i play in what i call the kids events too the northern california p g a stuff with uh the twenty year olds and i i finished second in our section championship down at bayonet and black Horse. Um, Scott DeBorba at Valley High won that one and and a bunch of other wonderful players in our section like Tom Johnson and Brad Merrick and uh, played in that as well and so I get to go play in that national event uh, in May of this next year with uh, 20 year olds back at 7,700 yards and That's going to be a joy for a guy who hits the driver about 265 uh, playing with those players that hit it 310, 320. I mean, that, that, uh, that's loads of fun, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I played in, I played well in a number of tournaments. I was fortunate to win a couple of our senior events as well. And so it's been, it's been a blast, absolute blast. You know, (laughs) one of the,
2: one of the things that's, that's so amazing is, and you know, we, we, we say it, uh, humorously but it's true that if you want to play a lot of golf don't get into the golf business and and here you are you know director of golf uh, one of the partners with with morton golf and and your plate is full and and to find the time because you're you're <laughs> you're still doing your job you're not sloughing off on the other things that you've got to do and uh, so to find the time to uh, you know to be able to practice and and hone your game a little and and still do your job uh, at at the golf course is is remarkable.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like anything else in life and we learn this more and more as we get older. It's just about being intentional and scheduling your time and, uh, you know, really, uh, following through on things that you want to do, not getting waylaid. And there's plenty of those 105 degree days where I don't want to go practice and I go practice. I just go do it. And there's plenty early mornings where I don't want to get up and work out and I just go do it. And, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to this next year. I'm gonna do the same thing again. See if I can improve. And uh, uh, I, I find it to be a lot of fun. And uh, but it's uh, it's hard work. And um, I, uh, you know, there's so many really great players in Northern California that are seniors, and they're a good model for me um, to to not only compete against, but to kind of watch how they've done it. Uh, uh, I was communicating with one of our better players, Stuart Smith um, when I was back there in New Mexico and, you know, he's, he's played in that event. I played in 10 times and seven of the 10 times he, from that event, he qualified to play in the PGA senior championship. And so I'm texting him back and forth and he's, he's, he's uh, recommending Mike, be patient, just take your time. It's, it's a long tournament. And, there's a lot of those players um, in this area. Dave Carr would be another one over at Teal Bend. Dave's a great player, and uh, I've really learned a lot from each one of them. and And uh, um, and it's just a blast to play with them. They're really competitive, like me. We don't like to lose, so we're we're <laughs> really uh, we really uh, give it all we got, and then uh, enjoy each other's company after. Mike, I'd be interested to know where's your game
4: at now versus when it was at its best, what aspects are maybe as good, if not better. And what do you notice is now that you are in your fifties versus, you know, in prior times in your career.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. So I hit it farther today than I did in college when I played at Sac state and that's all club and ball. Um, It's all technology. It's not me i I watch my swings now versus when I was in college. I was looking at it the other day. I am so inflexible compared to when I was twenty um, and I was stronger when I was twenty and uh, so it's all ball and club. but I hit it farther today, which is just kind of wild. Um, I'm so much better mentally today. I'm so much more patient. I'm so much more disciplined. I'm so much more better i'm I'm so much better at my routine and just going through my routine. And, and being really good at what I aim at and playing within myself and being less emotional, not having the ups and downs. And I, I think it's just maturity. You know, I, I think at 20, you know, I was just as immature as anybody, and I'd, I'd go up and down and up and down and, and would struggle at times. And so, uh, yeah, I think those are some of the things I'm better at. I also understand my golf swing a lot better now. My own golf swing. I know my tendencies, and so uh, that's you know there's just no there's no uh, substitute for that. Just knowing your own game and where you tend to miss hit it and how things work with you personally, and so anyway, that's that's kind of how my game shapes up.
2: You know, it's, it's interesting, Mike. What you're describing in many ways is is what we kind of think about as the mental game, and and for most you know uh, recreational players to think about the middle game seems like a lot of work and 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 it's not the notion that you you know you have to be grinding and concentrating and and doing all this you know stuff that 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 makes your mind hurt but rather you know to just kind of be aware as as what you're saying and and it 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 maybe is a little simpler than than we give it credit
5: yeah i i really agree with that it's um it's how i practice and how every time i practice i'm working on my routine and just making it really automatic, and there's a lot less thinking and more just being an athlete and letting it happen, and I work on that really hard, and so when I go out into the golf course in a tournament, I just do it because that's what I do. I don't know any other way, and then when it's under the gun and, uh, you know, in the heat of the moment, maybe the last couple holes and I'm leading or in contention, you know, sometimes I just do it and things happen. And then other times I start thinking and I get my own way and maybe I don't perform as well. And then again, that's part of that less emotional. I'm. It's just another learning experience. I'm going to come do this again next week. I'm going to do it better next time. And then I just move forward and do it better next time. And, and uh, um, believe me, I had more failures than successes <laughs> this year for sure. Um, but I I really enjoyed learning from them and moving forward. And You're right about that. There's no way to focus and concentrate for four and a half hours. It's just being really disciplined with your routine for about 25 seconds. I'm really good at that now. I really (laughs) am. I I can do that really, really well for like 25 seconds. And uh, and but you got to practice it and you got to practice it when you're on the range and when you're putting and you got to practice it. it doesn't just happen.
2: Hey, you know, I I knew there was uh, there was great success ahead when you and I uh, took third place in the uh, golf writers uh, tournament at uh, at Poppy Ridge, what about twenty years ago or something like that?
5: <laughs> it all started right there, Frank. That that was the beginning right there. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, Mike, as be- before uh, before we got on the air, we were kind of talking about frost delays, which which happen a lot this time of year. Uh, give us uh, kind of an indication of, of of why we have delays for frost, first of all, and and how how different courses handle them.
5: Yeah, I get asked that a lot uh, these days, and uh, you know, I'm not a golf course superintendent, so my description is not as scientific as if we had my superintendent here, Rick White. He could give you exactly how it works underground, but. What happens is, is that the grass and the root system freeze when it's really cold. And as humans, when we walk on it, um, we tend to break the grass, the top of the grass. And what can really be bad is when we break underneath in the root system, when we start breaking that and disrupting that. Um, Because typically what would happen in the old days, a lot of us can think back 30 years ago where nobody had frost delays, is that the courses that were really busy When they would just send golfers out uh, during uh, when the grass is frozen, uh, nothing would happen for a couple months. And then spring would come around and all of a sudden you start losing turf on the green. I mean, it would literally go to dirt. And so uh, what courses really believe in now is, is, hey, let's let's wait an hour. Let's wait a half hour. Let's wait an hour and a half. And let's allow that grass to thaw out a little bit so that we don't do any long term damage. Uh, to these sensitive greens. And I think come summertime we're all going to be really happy we did that. And um, and I really believe in that. I think that's a very good practice. And it's a little bit of a pain if you're an early morning golfer. Um, but I see a lot of course as they do forward shotguns where when they lift the frost delay at let's say 8:30, they send out you know maybe 20, 30 players on holes one through six. And then uh and that makes it work because all the tea times after that are pretty close to on time and, and everybody wins at the end of the day. But I'm a big believer in a frost delay um uh type of situation because we just don't want to hurt that turf. I mean, we're cutting greens in the neighborhood of 0.01 of an inch <laughs> at the courses in town here, some a little longer, some a little shorter. And, you know, the greens on a golf course, whether they're poanagrass grass or bent grass, those are the two grasses that we have in town here in the greens. Um, we're always stressing them. Every time we mow them, we're just putting them on edge, totally stressing them 365 days a year. It's not like your front yard where you're cutting it at two inches. You're just always stressing it every time you mow it. And so uh, it's sensitive and you got to take care of it and that's what a frost delay is
2: that public service announcement brought to you by Mike Woods that you know i i appreciate <laughs> that explanation because uh, because i think uh, some of us get out there and maybe you know wonder why we we can't go out and play and and i really like that mike um as always there's never enough time on this show but uh, uh we 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 do want to offer the sincere congratulations from scott and from me on your award and i'll look forward to seeing you at the uh, at the awards banquet and get you on stage and maybe ask you a couple of questions that you're not prepared for
5: (laughs) oh boy i always look forward to that congratulations mike but i still do want to see your cdl (laughs) thank you guys
2: mike woods director of golf at the uh, hagen oaks golf complex uh we'll be back with more right after this
1: it's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank Larosa.
2: Golf to Go Radio Hour, Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. Uh, welcoming in Mr. Tim Pulley, PGA head golf professional at Yolo Flyers Club. Tim, how you
0: doing today? Doing great, thank you, Frank.
2: Absolutely, nice to have you on the show, um, Tim. I've been out to Yolo Flyers and um, uh, tell people how to get there because um, <laughs> because it's you know it's it's not easy to get there, but once you get there it's yep. like wow this is beautiful it's a golf course and i'm having fun and there's a there's an airport and all kinds of stuff <laughs> yes
0: yeah, so it, it's uh it, it is definitely hidden but um kind of depending where you're coming from it's uh we're off of 94b in, in woodland on the outskirts of woodland and it kind of confuses people because there's a little nine old golf course off the of 16 so a lot of people oftentimes think it's that but, but yeah we're uh <clears throat> We're tucked on the outskirts of Woodland. We've been there since. I mean, the golf course was built in 1919. Um, at the time, it was a golf and flying club. Um, it started with both, um, and at the time, it was only nine holes. And uh, but we went to 18. I went to 18 holes in 1960. And actually, they went from sand greens to grass greens in the mid 30s. It was actually alistair McKenzie's assistant that came and helped build the uh, the original grass greens for that first nine so but um but anyway ever since uh i mean it's we have a really good community involvement as far as like the surrounding cities i mean we're not surrounded by a bunch of big cities but uh, most of our members come from you know woodland davis dixon Winters. we get a pretty good vacuum crowd we do get some sacramento people as well but uh um our main base is just right around that that area there but um i, I but think yeah, it's remarkable that that uh
2: that course um is 100 years old or 100 plus years at this point I know. um you know people don't um uh especially probably newer golfers have no idea what you're talking about when you say sand green or when you say sand green so I know. and then and then the oil greens before that uh, talk, talk <laughs> about what it was like uh, to play on sand greens
0: <laughs> well sand greens you know Sand greens is there's an easy way to cheat the sand greens. You could just lower the rake a little bit because back in those days, they put and you get to rake, you know, rake a clear spot to the hole if you knew what you were doing. (laughs) Easy way to have an advantage. But putting on sand greens, I mean, that's you don't see that hardly anywhere anymore. But I'd never personally it on them. I've just heard a lot of stories. So, but, but, uh, um, but yeah, that was a. and another thing about it too is, you know, the golf course now compared to then is, is a lot different. Yeah. You know, I hear stories about back in the days when, um, I mean, you had to weave the ball in and out of big oak trees. I mean, we still have big oak trees out there, but we've lost a lot of trees and we've tried planting trees, but nothing is is big in stature as a lot of those big oaks we used to have. So the course has definitely changed its character over the years, but, um, but yeah, it's okay. I'm still an awesome golf course.
2: You know, that's that's the one thing I remember is 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 the trees. But uh, for for the uninitiated who have not been out there, if if they're standing on the first tee, what kind of a day can they expect?
0: Well, the pace of play is probably the best you're going to find in the area. I mean, on paper we say four hours, but most of it plays about three and a half. Um, we have various little groups you can play in you can just call in and sign up and play which is great for people who don't know you know you don't have to have a game to play um we have various ladies group we have tons of you know playing opportunities as far as to compete and also just for fun so you know it's they call it a it's it's got a little homey feel the yellow flyers club does you know the 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 saying is you know we're not just a country club or a club in the country and kind of what that goes along with is, you know, everybody's really welcoming and you just get a, a warm welcome feel when you're out there. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty nice. So. You're,
2: you've kind of grown up there. You, you, you've been there a lot of years and, and started uh, started the cart barn a long time ago.
0: <laughs> started in the cart barn. That's when I started playing golf. You know, I, I, you know, I used to be a like, football and baseball player and got hurt. And, and one of my friends talked me into trying golf and then I got into it and I liked it and it just happened to be that uh, my neighbors got me a lesson with, um, and this is a name going pretty far back, Frank Elston. I don't know if you know that name, but uh, Frank Elston, he was a, he was a pro. He was one of the longest hitters in the nation back in the, I want to say the fifties and sixties, but he, um, he kind of took me, he was fairly old at the time, but took me under his wing and he was when one that got me the job out there because he's, his wife worked in the shop, Lenore Elston, and uh, she actually worked there for uh, almost 48 years. So, yeah, <laughs> people come and stay out there. <laughs> yep. That's the tendency. <laughs> tell me tell me a little
2: bit about memberships and and um, and what what different kinds of memberships you offer and, and how people could uh, think about being a member at at yep. Yellow Pliers.
0: See, and that's the other great part. We have a variety of different memberships <clears throat> especially for like the younger younger kids and families. I mean, so we have two uh, young professional memberships. one's a 21 to 30 age range, another one's a 30 to uh, 40 age range. and they're all you know so the 21 to 30 is 50 percent of what the proprietary dues are. 31 to 40 is 75% of what the proprietary dues are. and These are family memberships. That means you get to use golf, the pool, the restaurant, arrange everything. Um, and then on top of that, then we have a proprietary family, a proprietary single, and also a corporate membership. Now, for those who don't always have time to come out and play a lot of golf, we also have a, we have two social memberships. One's just our regular social membership where you get to use the pool and the restaurant. And another one's our social plus where you get to use the pool restaurant and the driving range. And honestly, it's probably, um, I mean, they're all great great deals being being for your buck. But our driving range, we have two driving ranges. We have a pitching area. You can hit from two sides. One goes as far back as 80 yards. The other is about 60 yards plus a green side bumper. So for those that like to practice, this is a this is a great spot. I have, Scott, have you played,
2: I have, have you had a chance to play there?
0: I have not, unfortunately, but I need
4: to get out there, Tim. And I, I love to work on my game, so I love courses that have a lot of practice range and all
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I have friends of mine that are PGA guys that that want, that just like to come out and use the practice area. <laughs> so, wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah, so, but yes, sir so uh
2: Tim I, re- I remember uh, a few years ago you, you and I got to play in a tournament together I'm, I'm trying to remember where it was but uh, I remember being very impressed with how far you hit the ball as an ex baseball player did did that transfer <clears throat> did, did that have something actually, to do with
0: that you know what it, it might a little bit but actually I have to give Frank delson the the uh, the credit for that one because he taught me that uh, the less was more. And, uh, you know, when I first started playing, I was just gripping it and ripping it. And, you know, he always had this 80 percent rule. And as soon as I just slowed down, relax. And he was an old school guy where he just wanted you to create a bunch of lag. And and I hit the that's where I kind of get my my tempo from and, and the power I create. You know, I mean, it does help that. I mean, I haven't been called short by too many people. So, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Tim, Tim, give me the website for Yellow Flyers. Yes, sir. You got it. YOLO So flyers with an I. So Y O L O F L I E R com.
2: Tim Pulley. He is the uh, head golf professional at YOLO flyers, a uh, hundred and some years old, not Tim, but the golf course uh, it's <laughs> worth a look. And, and we didn't even mention it's right next to, uh, to, to the little airport there. And it's kind of fun to, to see the planes uh, come and go. And, and that, they, I think that runway parallels 18, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It does parallels eighteen. Yeah, and we get planes and helicopters coming. All There's right. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, I look forward to coming out and seeing you again, and and uh, we'll bring Scott along and and see that's if great. we can't uh, figure out a way to to traverse those trees that you talked about. <laughs> Sounds good. Maybe you can that's set up one fun. of the greens
4: with the sandy greens, and we can experience what that's all about.
0: <laughs> there we go. Sounds good.
2: This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour. We have wrapped up another hour, and they go quick, and they uh, they come back the next week. So uh, we just keep doing what we're doing. For Scott Marsh, this is Frank LaRosa for uh, Tim Pulley. Thanks very much for everybody being on the show today. Back next week with more.